the computer, an extension of the human intellect. The NCOM 511, center of the most calculating intelligence on Earth, programmed by master control to survive by all means. Soon, the ultimate tool will become the ultimate So this edition of the Toy 2 Minisode. On this episode, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about... Dude! Do you want a, a, a bowl of 440 AC or something? Alright. Alright, here you go. Now leave me alone. Anyway, we're going to talk about Tron. Now I remember first seeing a trailer for Tron in early of 82... It really captured my imagination just seeing the advertisement for it, the trailer for the movie. Uh, one of my magazines, Electronic Games magazines, also had like a little article about it where they talked about the movie, showed some screenshots from it, and talked about some of the games that were coming out that were in development for like the Intellivision, the uh, uh, Electronic Gaming, and stuff like that. It's actually a pretty cool article to read. I'll put a link in the show notes to the July issue of Electronic Games so you can read about Tron in there. It's kind of neat to uh, to see. But Tron came out in July of 82. In the middle of my summer vacation. So I definitely went to go see this movie on opening night with my big brother. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know Tron didn't get a lot of good reviews. Uh, I actually did do that well in the movie theaters. I think it only made like double over its initial uh, budget. I don't know what the exact number is, but I do know it's a little bit over double of what they budgeted for the movie. I want to say it's like $30 million, uh, gross sales, or $35 million, somewhere in there. Don't know exactly. But it had some of my favorite actors in the movie as well, which is one of the reasons why it really drew me to it. You know, I'm a big fan of Jeff Bridges. Always have been. So I was really enthused to see him in this movie. Uh, Bruce Boxleitner, which I didn't really know back then, uh, but he did some other TV shows. I've grown to like him as well. David Warner. Oh, man. David Warner is freaking awesome. He plays the best villains in movies, aside for... Uh, the one guy that just recently died that was in Die Hard as the villain. Oh, I forgot his name. Alan Rickman, you dolt. I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. He was also in Robin Hood, too. I'll cut your heart out with a spoon. <laughs> he plays a good villain as well. But had another actor in there, no, Barnard Hughes, an older guy. He's been in a lot of Disney movies. Uh, he's one of my favorite actors as well. You know, growing up, I watched a lot of him in different movies and everything. But the movie was directed by Steven Lisberger. And one of the things that drew me to this movie right away, watching in the movie theater, was the very first scenes of Flynn, the character that Jeff Bridges plays, was trying to hack into Incom to find this lost data file. 
that would prove that he came up with a lot of these games that David Warner's character, Ed Dillinger, stole from him. And it goes into the computer world as he's doing this, and it shows him playing Clue inside this little tank, running around this maze of uh, you know, logic circuits. And I thought, I thought to myself at the time, man, that's a great way to represent running around inside of a computer. That tank scene really captured my imagination. I was, I was hooked from then on. And when they got to the light cycle battle, whew, oh man, I was way, way enthused when I saw that. Because that reminded me, you know, that was from the arcade game. Now they had like a Aladdin's Castle in Bally sponsored this tournament back in 82. I think it was an early 82 for the movie Tron, but they were doing it on the Tron arcade game, which is one of the games in my top 10 games that I love to play in the arcades. Now, the Tron arcade cabinet is something to behold. It has black lights in it. The controls kind of glow. And it has a collection of four mini games in it as well. You have one of my favorites, the Light Cycle Battle. Love that level in the Tron Arcade game. Then you have the I.O. Tower where you're battling the little grid bugs, which really didn't get a lot of screen time, but you battle those little grid bugs that multiply really fast. And then there was a tank level, which that was my other favorite level in the Tron Arcade game, where you had this maze that you run around in. You had different enemy tanks you had to shoot, and a lot of times they would take like two to three shots to destroy it. So you really had to strategize strategize what you're going to do. One of my strategies for playing that level was to go to the center and just kind of poke my tank halfway into the center square, which has a teleporter in it, and then I would shoot and bounce my shots off the walls trying to hit the tanks. If they got too close, I would teleport and then try to work my way back to the center again to do that all over again. Very successful strategy for me. And of course, the last level in there, the last mini level, it's not actually the last level because they you pick they get picked at random depending on what screen you're on, like RPG or basic, COBOL or assembly or whatever, was to break out of the MCP cone, which is kind of like a, almost like a breakout game almost, where you have Tron at the bottom of the screen shooting his disc up at these multicolored stripes, trying to make a pathway to get into the cone. Of course, you use the little dial control to aim Tron's arm so you can actually shoot all different directions and everything. Really fun arcade game. I would love to have a full-size one at my house. Just don't have the room. Uh, can't say enough about the arcade game. If you ever see it sometime in arcade, give it a try. But the movie also you know, came out to the home market as well. Uh, I originally had it on Betamax. <laughs> yeah, really small those little small video cassettes. Uh, then after that, I didn't get another copy until my dad got hold of a video disc player, and we got it on video disc, which is pretty cool. And then the next copy I bought was when they finally released it in the 2000s somewhere, uh, Blu-ray. I got the Tron Classic Blu-ray. And then I found the movie on the little miniature video disc that you put in your in your PSP video game system, so I picked that up as well, just just to have. I thought it was kind of cool. I could watch Tron on my PSP off this little movie disc. Pretty neat. And of course, you know, Disney came out with another Tron movie, you know, Tron Legacy, uh, which takes place years after 
the original Tron, and it's actually not a bad movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think it got a lot of good reviews either, but it has some of the greatest music in there. Wow, Daft Punk makes some really cool music. And then also, uh, there was a cartoon, uh, Tron Uprising, that was on for at least a couple couple seasons, maybe two or three seasons. I really enjoyed that as well. It kind of takes place between when the first movie ended and when the second movie starts up. So it's kind of like a filler in between those two movies in a cartoon format. It's actually pretty entertaining to watch. The art style is actually pretty cool. Enough about that. Let's get on to some of the toys I had from Tron back then. Now, one of the first toys I remember getting a hold of, I got this, I got a lot of my Tron toys for Christmas that year because I was just raving about Tron. And I had a poster in my bedroom, you know, the movie poster and everything. So my parents knew a good thing probably to get me would be some Tron related merchandise. Now, before I start with the stuff I had, I'm just going to start with some of the cooler items in the Tron collection. One of these is the light cycles. Tommy made these little light cycles. They had like a little ripcord on them, kind of like the SSPs. If you're familiar with those, these were little cars that you put a little T-handle ripcord into. You'd pull it out, and it would spin this big rubber wheel, throw sparks, and just zip across the floor. Well, Tommy made something like that, but in a light cycle format. Now, I didn't have a light cycle back then. I picked one up years later to put on my shelf as part of my you know, Tron collection when I was collecting Tron memorabilia. And I thought it was actually a really cool looking toy. I mean, they did a really good job on this. Another benefit of the light cycle is it actually opened up, had a canopy that would open up, and you could actually insert one of these Tron figures. Now, I didn't have any of the Tron figures either that came out back then. I remember I was about 15 years old and I wasn't really into action figures or anything like that at the time. I was in the process of getting ready to get my first car and I was a real motorhead, but I still appreciated the toys that were being made. But Tommy released four figures. They released a Sark, awesome, awesome figure, Tron, a Guard, and Flynn. And what was neat about these figures, and they made them out of translucent plastic. plastic. So, you know, Tron was blue, Sark was a bright red, the guard was a darker red. And you can kind of like see through them a little bit. And if you held a light up to them, they were kind of glow. They were actually a pretty cool looking figure. And these guys would actually fit right into the light cycles. So you could put your Sark and your Tron into a light cycle and then shoot them at each other and see what happens. See who wins. <laughs> <laughs> but another neat thing the figures had is they had their own little identity identity disc as well that would fit on their backs on a peg. You would push the little disc onto this into this little hole from the hole their identity disc. And the packaging for the figures was pretty cool as well. They were basically just a plain gray black ground with some vertical stripes. On the left hand side it showed Tron throwing his disc at Sark, who's on the right hand side. And it said Tron across the top in the Tron logo. Pretty generic looking carded figures, but they look pretty good uh, when you see them in person. Now going back to the Tron arcade game again, there's another one I forgot to mention. Discs, Discs of Tron. 
Now, this came out in 1983, and it's kind of similar to the Tron Arcade game, except this one, you're actually doing that ring game. Now, the best version of this to play is the environmental cab, where you actually get inside the machine. Uh, you have speakers all around you, and it just it's just a really cool experience. I remember first playing this game, at MAGFest in 20, 2012. I've never seen Discs of Tron in an arcade growing up. Never saw it until 2012. And I absolutely fell in love with the game. It may not have done well back in 83, but I think it's actually a really fun game to play. I really enjoy it. And basically what you do is you stand on those little rings like you see in the movie, and you throw your identity disc at the enemy on the, op on the far side of the screen, and if you hit him, one of his rings will disappear. And you have a little rotary control where you can move your arm to aim and your little joystick to move around and, and the fire button to shoot your identity disc. If you ever see this game, give it a try. It's actually a lot, a lot of fun. Now, along the Electronic Games line, Tomy back in 82 released Tomytronics Tron. Now, I did get this for Christmas back in 82. And this is one of my favorite electronic games I have in my collection. I still have my original. I don't have my box, unfortunately. But the Tomitronic Tron, uh, it was black in color. Kind of like a grayish black. Uh, kind of hard to describe the color. It was a little translucent as well. You can see these fake circuits inside to simulate like the Tron world. And it had three mini games on it, which is pretty cool. The first mini game was, of course, light cycles. And just like in the movie and the arcade, you have these two light cycles running around the screen and you try to box each other in. After you're done with that, you go to the next level, which is the ring level. So you have Sark on one side, Tron on the opposite side, and you bounce this disc back and forth from the top of the VFD game, like it's a ceiling, to destroy each other's rings. And then the last level... You try to defeat the MCP by throwing your identity disc at the, the point where it connects in the center, just like in the movie. And it has these moving shields on the outside, so you got to time it just right to get it through that opening to get into the MCP and disable it. It's a really fun VFD game. If you're a big fan of electronic handheld games, VFD games, and Tron you definitely want one of these in your collection. I see them every once in a while at the flea markets. Uh, but every once in a while, you know, you'll find them fairly cheap. Uh, I would highly recommend getting one if you uh, if you don't have one. Mom, look! Just like the end Sunday's paper. Enter the world of Tron with the Scott Paper Scott Tron sweepstakes. What can we win? A family vacation for four to Hollywood and Walt Disney Studios where the new movie Tron was created. Fantastic! And thousands of other prizes like in television game consoles plus money-saving coupons. And get a free Tron t-shirt iron-on with the purchase of two participating Scott brands. Look for details on the Scott display at participating stores. Not every great movie or great arcade game makes a great home video game. That's why when Mattel Electronics turned Tron into Tron Home Video Games, we made sure the excitement of Tron gameplay found its way into your home. You'll know it the moment you square off against a recognizer, if you last that long.
four great Tron games, two for Intellivision, two for Atari 2600. From Mattel Electronics, games as good as we say they are, maybe better. Now, of course, there was some home electronic games released back then as part of the Tron franchise. I remember a television released games called Tron Deadly Discs, uh, Tron Mazertron, and what was the other one? Tron Solar Sailor, which actually talked. I didn't have it in a television back then. I remember playing Tron Deadly Discs on the Intellivision demo kiosk at my local service merchandise. Uh, I love that game. Uh, I would have definitely wanted to get in a television just to have that game, but at the time they were like 300 bucks. There's like no way I would get one of those, especially since I had an Atari 2600 during this time. But thankfully, M Network released Tron Deadly Discs to the Atari 2600. It's not as good as the television version, obviously, but it's still very playable, and I really enjoy it. Now, the one I got a hold of came with the blue Tron joystick as part of a package that had Tron Deadly Discs and Adventures of Tron, which is a platform-type game where you got little Tron trying to get to the top of the screen while avoiding recognizers and, and other various things. It's actually it's, it's a fun game. It's pretty cool. But my favorite of the two is definitely Tron Deadly Discs. Now, in Tron Deadly Disc, basically you're inside of this arena and you throw your identity disc at the enemy uh, computer guards coming after you. It has some really, really cool sound effects. You know, I like how the disc sounds when you throw it, that buzz noise. And when you hit and derez an enemy, it makes a really cool sound effect as well. The Intellivision sound effects are just out of this world on this game. Plus, the Intellivision version has like a grid background. And I like it when the recognizer comes out. It's actually pretty ominous when it comes out. But anyway... As you're battling around the maze, you can hit these little doors that open up on the sides of the screen that the enemy comes through and lock them open to allow you a warp zone to go back to the opposite side of the screen. Adds a whole lot of strategy to the game and trying to get behind the enemies to uh, throw your disc at them. Uh, can't say enough about, about this game. Uh, if you have an Atari 2600, definitely pick up Tron Deadly Discs. If you got a television, oh man... If you never tried this game, give it a try. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm actually looking forward to when the Intellivisionaries podcast actually covers Tron Deadly Discs. I'll actually send an audio segment. I haven't sent one in in a long time. But I'll definitely send one in for Tron Deadly Discs, though. And, of course, another toy that I didn't have but that was made was a Tron Yo-Yo by Duncan. It's actually kind of neat. Yo-yo. It had like the glow-in-the-dark plastic. And it had like the Tron logo on one side. And it showed a life cycle on the opposite side. So if you were into yo-yos, that would be kind of cool to get. But something I thought was really interesting. I've never seen one of these in person. Was the Tron Assault on MCP board game by Ideal. I've never seen this game. I did some research on the internet to see what it was, and it looks like it'd be a lot of fun to play. Basically what you're doing is you have these little light cycles. They kind of stand up. They're plastic. And you're moving around the board, trying to get to the assault area where you're going to assault the MCP tower. 
And you have this little spring-loaded, it's not spring-loaded, it's like rubber band-powered little shooter for your figure. And you put your little disc in there and you would try to shoot at the MCP tower to knock it over to win the game. It also came with a second game in it as well, which was a variant of the ring game. You and another player would be on opposite sides of the play field. You would have these little discs, colored discs, in the middle of the play field on this little pad. And you would shoot your identity discs at those other ones in the middle, trying to knock them out of the center circle. Kind of a neat idea for a uh, for a board game. Uh, I asked our resident board game guru, Norm, the board game museum guy, he doesn't have one of these, unfortunately. I would love to see his take and review on this board game. Unfortunately, the one I've seen for sale is going for $200, so I'm not going to be picking this up anytime soon. But I am going to keep an eye out for this. If I do find one, I'll send it down to Norm so he can do a video on it, which we could share on our page. Another thing that they had, that I had a few of, was the Tron trading cards. These are little trading cards that had different scenes from the movie. Some of them actually had stickers in them. I've only got one card left, which was the Light Cycles. Uh, this was given to me by a buddy of mine uh, some time ago. But I had a few of these trading cards, and I kept them in a folder. And I don't know what happened to that folder. I, I just I didn't think about it until I started doing this episode for Tron. I was like, I had these. What did I do with them? I don't know. It's unfortunate. But anyway, things get lost in time. But the trading cards feature different scenes from the movie. Uh, some of the more pivotal scenes, like the light cycles, the tanks, Tron battling with his identity disc. They're actually a neat set of cards to get a hold of. And they have the Tron logo in the lower right-hand corner. I would love to see a full set of these sometime. Wouldn't mind having a full set of these sometime. Also, one of the final memories I have of Tron itself is actually going back to the Tron arcade game again. The arcade game came out before the Tron movie. And Bally and Aladdin's Castle did a Tron tournament using these games. I remember participating in this. There was an Aladdin's Castle uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana that I would go to every once in a while with my big brother. And I remember them having this little this competition going on. I think it was in March, May. I don't remember when it was going on. But I remember seeing it advertised. And I talked to my brother and let, take me over let me participate in it. And I did participate, didn't get nowhere near the score that was needed to actually be considered, but hey, it was fun. Great memories. I'll put a link uh, in the show notes to an article that talks about the Tron tournament and who the ultimate winner was. It's pretty interesting to read. Going back to Tron Legacy, uh, of course, in anticipation that this movie was going to be a hit, Disney had a whole bunch of toys come out. Bunches of them. I'm not going to talk about all of them. I'm just going to talk about just a few. Uh, I've only got three of the toys that they released. Of course, they're the light cycles because they're probably my favorite vehicle in the Tron universe. They released a Kevin Flynn light cycle, which looks like the classic light cycles from the original movie, but it's all white. It is electronic. has electronic lights and sounds, which is pretty freaking awesome. They also released a couple other light cycles. Uh, there was a black one, and I can't remember what the other one was. But those had like little viewers in them. You look inside the packaging and through these little holes, and you would see a scene from the movie. It's kind of pretty cool. 
And one of the other toys they released, I, I probably should have picked up because when I picked up these light cycles, they were like five bucks a piece at Ollie's discount place. They also had this figure too. I don't know why I didn't pick it up. It was like five bucks. But it's Sam Flynn and the Tron Arcade Machine. Shows him jumping at the machine. I should have picked that one up to hang on the wall. Oh well. Still a pretty cool figure. But they had other figures as well. They had like the recognizers and they had some of the other vehicles in there. So they had like a really cool identity disc you can get a hold of. They had lights and sound and stuff. They really released a lot of really cool things for Tron Legacy. Whereas, you know, the original Tron movie didn't really have a whole lot of toys released for it. So what are some of your memories of the original Tron movie? Uh, did you have any of the toys from then? And what were some of your favorites? You know, send us an email at toytoonpodcast@gmail.com or submit an audio submission to the same uh, address. Let us know what your thoughts are on Tron. Anyway, thanks for listening. End of line. Thanks for listening to the show. The Toy Toon Podcast is a proud member of the Retro Junkies Network and also the Throwback Network. Special thanks to Paul Nermanen of the Intellivisionaries for the theme song for the Toy 2. Please tune in next time for more Retro Toy Talk. <laughs>